You're listening to a podcast from St. Barts. To find out more about our church or to take a next step, visit stbarts.com.au. Open um, at the Matthew reading, so Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. There's an outline of the sermon on the back of the new sheet, and there's uh, space for notes if that's helpful for you. Let's begin with prayer. Almighty Father, as you have given us your word, give us now your spirit that we may understand and live the things which we hear. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we reflect upon the profound invitation that Jesus extends to each one of us to find rest in him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. These words resonate with us today just as powerfully as they did when they were first spoken. Last week, Adam introduced the series with Jesus' invitation to follow him. Jesus walked along the edge of the Sea of Galilee and called Peter and Andrew and then James and John to follow him and become his disciples. Jesus still invites us to follow him to be his disciples. Follow me and come to me, they're very different invitations. When I thought about these two different invitations, I thought first about the monarch's consort and their requirement to follow behind their spouse. The king or queen always goes first with their spouse a few steps behind. As disciples of Jesus, we follow him and seek, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to walk his way. The second invitation brought images of a child jumping onto his parents' or grandparents' lap, even if they were a king or queen, just as the young Mozart jumped into the lap of Austrian Empress Maria Theresia when they first met. The second invite is much more intimate. Jesus invites everyone who is tired and weighed down to come to him and find rest. What is your ideal holiday? Is it spending time at the beach, exploring the outback, cruising the South Pacific or the Mediterranean or the Caribbean, connecting with family and friends, or something more adventurous and active? After an enjoyable holiday, have you ever thought, I wish it had been longer, or now I need a holiday from my holiday? We think of holidays as times of rest and relaxation, but we intuitively know that there must be more to rest than just not being at work. We also know that rest is more than the amount of sleep we get. A little under 60% of Australians claim they get between six and eight hours of sleep each night. That doesn't sound too bad but over half of us think we don't sleep enough. And this in turn affects our day-to-day performance, with over three-quarters of people reporting they perform better 
when they manage to achieve their ideal amount of sleep. So rest is more than having a holiday and more than sleeping. As we see the origins of rest right back at creation, and we see rest is part of the pattern of God's kingdom. So in Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. God rested not because he was tired or exhausted from all the work of creation. God rested because his work of creation was complete. I'm sure many of us feel burdened because our work is never completed. There is always something more to do. In a similar way to the story of creation, the last words of Jesus spoken on the cross as recorded by John with ease. It is finished. After which he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus' work of salvation was completed on the cross. That is why he is the ultimate source of rest and peace. In this invitation, come to me, we see that Jesus invites all, but only those with a receptive heart will hear and respond. Jesus invites us to experience rest in him and he invites his disciples to put on his yoke, which is easy and light. Jesus begins his invitation with a prayer of thanksgiving, recognising that his Father has chosen to reveal profound truths to the humble and childlike in heart. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. When Jesus was born, the angels revealed the good news to a group of shepherds. They were social and religious outcasts. The king of the universe was born in a stable and his first visitors were dirty, smelly shepherds. How did they respond to the angel's message? They immediately sought out the baby Jesus. Then they spread the word and they praised and glorified God. Even the Magi, after they had visited Jesus, went home a different way so that the news about Jesus was hidden from King Herod, who felt threatened by the birth of the king of the Jews. What was Herod's response? He then tried to have Jesus killed. Receiving God's word and wisdom does not depend on power or privilege or human wisdom, but on humility. Being receptive to God's revelation means that we admit that true knowledge and understanding are gifts from God. And that includes our capacity to comprehend the depth of his love and the rest he offers us in this invitation. Let us humbly acknowledge that all wisdom comes from God, 
and approach him with a childlike faith, not a childish faith, childlike faith and trust, open to receive his gracious revelation. Jesus' invitation to rest goes beyond a temporary relief from physical fatigue. It addresses the deep weariness of the human soul, burdened by sin, guilt, and the demands of life. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The King James Version, I think, says it more poetically. Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When Jesus said these words, he was speaking to people who had been burdened by the religious leaders with layers and layers of religious rules and expectations. Rules which the leaders were very skilled at dodging. Many were also financially and physically burdened as they lived from one day's pay to the next, working extremely physical labour. Jesus extends his invitation to all who recognise their need for rest, irrespective of their backgrounds, their social status or their past failures. He invites us to lay down our heavy burdens, relinquish our self-reliance and surrender to his loving care. Rest in the context of Jesus' invitation involves finding peace, comfort and assurance in his presence. It's a rest that springs from our willingness to submit to him, to submit to his lordship and trust in his perfect plan. Here are some ways in which Jesus gives rest to those who come to him. Jesus provides rest by offering forgiveness and redemption from the heavy burden of sin. Through his death on the cross, Jesus paid the price for our sins and offers us the gift of salvation. When we repent and place our trust in him, he removes the weight of guilt and shame, granting us peace with God and rest for our souls. Jesus extends rest by accepting us as we are with all our flaws, weaknesses and brokenness. He loves us unconditionally and offers his grace and mercy. In a world that often demands performance and perfection, self-reliance and self-sufficiency, Jesus provides a safe haven where we can find acceptance and love. We can rest in the knowledge that we are cherished and valued by him. Jesus gives us rest by guiding us in the right path. He's the good shepherd who leads us beside still waters and restores our souls. As we submit to him and follow his teachings, he provides direction, wisdom and guidance for our lives. We can find rest in knowing that he is leading us on the path of righteousness and purpose. Jesus supplies rest by meeting our needs. He is the one who satisfies our deepest longings and provides for us spiritually, emotionally and physically. He assures us that he will never leave us or forsake us, 
when we trust in him, we can rest in the knowledge that he will provide for us and take care of all our concerns. Jesus offers rest by comforting us in times of pain, sorrow and distress. He is the Prince of Peace who calms our troubled hearts and brings peace to our souls. In the midst of life's challenges and trials, we can find rest in his comforting presence. His peace surpasses all understanding and guards our hearts and minds. Finally, Jesus grants rest by reconciling us to the Father and restoring our relationship with him. Through Jesus, we have access to the Father's presence and we can experience intimacy and communion with God. We find rest in knowing that we are children of God, embraced by his loving arms. Following his invitation to find rest in him, Jesus introduces the concept of the yoke. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A yoke is a wooden harness that joins two animals together for the purpose of shared labour. In this metaphor, Jesus calls us to take up his yoke, which implies becoming his disciples and partnering with him in his redemptive work. Now, the image of the yoke doesn't immediately bring the concept of rest to mind. After all, the yoke was an instrument of work. We can only imagine that Jesus fashioned many yokes for the farmers in his local area. Ill-fitting yokes injured the animals and made their work much more difficult. So the carpenters would fashion each yoke individually, often travelling out to the farms to measure and test their creations, to make sure they fitted the animals well and did not increase the burden of their labour or cause injury. Contrary to what might be expected, the yoke Jesus offers is not burdensome, but light. It is not a heavy yoke of legalism or religious obligations, but a yoke of grace, mercy and love. When we take Jesus' yoke upon us, it is light because it is designed by the Master. Jesus, the Son of God and our Lord, understands our unique strengths, limitations and needs. He crafts the yoke specifically for each one of us. It's tailor-made according to his perfect wisdom and knowledge. Unlike the burdens imposed by legalism or the expectations of the world, Jesus' yoke is perfectly suited to our individual capabilities and circumstances. And we don't bear the weight of the yoke by ourselves, but rather we share the yoke with Jesus. In the agricultural context, a yoke allowed two animals to work together, lightening the load for each. When we take up Jesus' yoke, we are not alone in our endeavours. He walks alongside us, bearing the weight and supporting us through every step. His presence, guidance and strength make the burden light and the journey manageable. 
Jesus' yoke is also marked by grace. It is not a yoke of legalistic rules and works. Rather, it's an invitation to a relationship with him grounded in his love and mercy. His yoke liberates us from the heavy burden of sin, guilt and self-reliance. In his yoke, we find forgiveness, acceptance and the freedom to live as his children. When we embrace Jesus' yoke, we receive the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit empowers us, equips us and transforms us. He enables us to live according to God's will, guiding us and producing the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. With the Holy Spirit's help, the demands of discipleship become sources of growth and spiritual vitality. And lastly, when we take up Jesus' yoke, we gain an eternal perspective. The yoke of discipleship is not merely about our present circumstances or immediate challenges, as important as they are, and God cares about them. It's about participating in God's overall redemptive plan, bringing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. In the grand scheme of eternity, the yoke of discipleship becomes light and purposeful, knowing that we are co-laborers with Christ in his work of salvation. Friends, Jesus' invitation to rest is a profound call that can transform our lives. In a world filled with busyness, distractions, anxiety, Jesus offers a refuge where we can find solace and renewal. He invites us to lay down our burdens, surrender to his lordship, and experience the deep peace that surpasses all understanding. Let's respond to this invitation by approaching him with receptive hearts and minds, humbly seeking him and embracing his yoke. In doing so, we will discover the rest that we desperately long for. We will find strength in our weaknesses, joy in our trials and purpose in our daily lives. May we listen to Jesus' words and strive to live in the rest that only he can provide. The work of salvation is complete. Therefore, Jesus is the only source of eternal life and the only source of true and lasting peace. May we, as his disciples, walk in the lightness of his yoke, empowered by his grace, transformed by his love. And may we, in turn, invite others to experience the rest that is found in Christ alone. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bring before you all those who are weary and burdened. We thank you so much that Jesus invites us to come to him and to find rest in him. Help us by your spirit to take Jesus' yoke upon us and learn from him. We thank you that Jesus is gentle and humble in heart and that in him we find rest for our souls. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
This has been a podcast from St Bart's. To learn more or to take a next step, visit stbarts.com.au.